episode number 148 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So Tom, you're, you're looking a bit bright today. You've got, a, a, I think it's a white polo shirt on there. Uh, a wee, I think it's a Ralph Lauren or a replica of, of some sort. And behind you, God knows, I'm sure you're, what the hell is that behind you? That's you you're washing, is it? You've got, I can see your pants, Tommy. Oh, <laughs> Even Kyle, <laughs> Yeah, is that a white gusset or is that a brown gusset? That is a red sports bra, actually, Kyle. <laughs> That's not yours. I'm not even going to say what, what Tommy just showed me and or what to, Tommy's it was actually... A, it, was a, it was a sports bra, not, uh, nothing more, uh, more <laughs> than you, that. But yeah, yeah. Well, and you're, well, yeah anyway, well, I'm, I'm, I'm straight from work. I've had one of those right. horrible days where I wanted to go for a run but it's uh it's now 10 to 9 and it's the day the work day dragged on and before i knew it we started trs so i've usually i've, I've showered changed and i'm supposed to run but uh not quite but kyle if we're going to comment on appearance kyle's sporting the run to the brink niagara falls t-shirt oh look at that eh? that marathon was uh, half 10k 5k the champ that was that was my last ever marathon win tom i think that's my only marathon win actually <laughs> That was one um, more than most people, mate. Well, well, that was the day. That was the week of the Chicago Marathon, you know. But let's let's reminisce since uh, you know it's, it's bygone years. As 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 I was, or I am a runner. Keep saying <laughs> on their Facebook. Um, I was, or I'm a runner. Goodness, <laughs> we, we've not. We've right. Someone we need to get. We need to be quite controversial in our views then, and, oh, and uh, quite we whine about the carbon plate issues or something. If that's oh, how we want to go down that's, that road. That's that's gone quite quiet recently. Eh? It's all about um, what, what are they moaning about these days. Well, do you know what I um I was saying to explain to Carl last week. I was uh I was in a bit of a, a funk for a while, just like ugh, with various things, falling out of love with running and funk. So I've come off social media, so I haven't been on it. Honestly, you talk about if you ever go through a bit of a rough patch, coming off Facebook, Instagram, one of the best things I did because what I realised is. All you hear, I don't, I don't find out information about people, but I still find, I'm still following the news. So it wasn't, yeah. the, you know, and I think, uh, anyway, so that, that's one of the sad things is I'm not actually aware of what's going on when I was around my runner. I can only I imagine that, what they're saying. Does, does it, are you that bothered? Do you feel like you're missing anything? I feel like I'm missing nothing. For, for, for about a few days, I was a bit like my thumbs and my phone were going to default position to open these apps. But like uh, <laughs> two, month, two months later, I feel, uh, I feel no... No, I'm not missing anything at all. And it's, uh, of course, on the TRS Twitter account, which is about the only thing I'm using, we're, um, we only follow, like, big profiles. So it's, like, it's, uh, it's quite interesting to see what Laura Muir is saying after her incredible performance last week or, or what, speaking of big profiles, what Mikey Wright's saying about his trip to Dundee for a training, <laughs> a training conference. So that's, uh, it's really good. But I was around a runner. There's also, a, have you ever heard of I was around an horrible runner? No, I haven't heard Which that. Which is like a rival group. Now, I really do miss that because that is like the anti I war. It's just like, it's just basically just, it's, a, it's absolutely comedy. It's just people <laughs> bitching and moaning about what happens in the other forum. <laughs> Jesus. Well, well, talking about high profiles and, uh, you know, not, suppose, uh, you know, missing out in things uh, is we have a big, uh, quite a lot of things to, to chat about today in terms of news and or as Tommy would say news and uh and, and results so that's what we're going to chat about today folks you haven't got an interview I'm I'm I'm, I'm sorry about that but uh you know we've been 
you know, Tommy's been busy getting back to work, you know, getting back in the game. Uh, Ky- Ky- Kylie Babes, K Babes has been ripping sh- wet wall off and, and shower, shower sliding doors off uh, for the for the plumber to come tomorrow. So it's been it's been all yeah. going there. Uh, and you and you've got us and you got a, a six week old burn. And and we've got a, a six. Well, he's at, he's four weeks. Yeah, he's still it's only uh, four weeks. Blimey, even even bigger excuse you've got there. Oh well, well exactly. So it's been uh, yeah. So that's that's what we've been up to, folks. And in amongst all that, we've been trying to get in some sessions. So I think that's probably a great time to to ask Tommy how your your training's been since we last spoke last week. So you know, after the after the sort of enthusiasm of last week, it's just gone to it's. I'll be honest, it's gone to shit, mate. My knee gave up on me on the oh. on Friday. Yeah, like I was. I'll be honest, it was. I knew it was niggling, and I was probably kidding myself thinking I could start a block and go up to mileage and get to some sessions. And I did a, I did a, a mile session on Tuesday. Uh, started at five twenty fives, wound it down to five fifteens on the fifth, and felt felt it was. I felt reasonable. Fit as, as where I'd want to be fitness-wise to start a blog. Not, you know, not in shape, but somewhere I could start with. I was just exploding a beer all over himself. Over there. See that? <laughs> We're definitely leaving that in. Absolute comedy. This thing has been... Oh, yeah. Someone has definitely shaken that up. The four-week-old Big Lenny's definitely grabbed that, shaken it up to prank his old man. <laughs> also, although, actually, I'm going to call him out. He's, it's not a beer. It's a, it's a, it's a health... A health... Uh, something... <laughs> one, uh, I can't remember what was it. Um, a hard seltzer. Hard seltzer. Yeah, we got a few of those back at home. They're um, tasty but fizzy. They're they're fizzy. That's uh, it's been to, to be fair. It's been in the cupboard for about a year. Uh, who the hell wants to drink a, a cherry drink? <laughs> oh, cherry! I mean, that is uh, that's not the flavour you're after either. We, I think there's it's not a peach one. I think it was quite is it good? maybe peach. Anyway, we've got there's one flavour I quite I actually quite like of those, but. Um, Anyway, so he looks, that stick. looked like it looked like a sort of like <laughs> only one celebration. The amount of fizz that came off that can. If, actually, I was going to say if, if only we were recording it. Yes, we are recording it. <laughs> Add that to the yeah, price. Now he's got no, <laughs> now he's got taps off. This is like a strip <laughs> show. Usually, I pay good money for this on the internet. <laughs> Get this on the YouTube or TRS YouTube channel. Jeez, oh. Well, that's as bad as a windswept beer we had. In fact, that's 10 times worse than the windswept. I've never been soaked by, <laughs> by a, 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 a beer or an alcohol drink like that. Unless the, um, some, some girls throw it over my head for trying to the dance wind, over it. The windswept, windswept, or, uh, windswept, we're big fans of windswept, but uh, even if you've had it like static, it's not moved an inch for for a few days in your in your fridge and you take it out <laughs> and you're like you're moving it carefully like you're moving it like a snail without any movement gently take the cap off the minute that cap comes off it's shooting straight up, <laughs> up, the, up the neck it's unbelievable I don't know what they put in the winter beer whether they've got someone who before they package it just shakes it up <laughs> proper just to make sure that it explodes uh, well Tommy I've got nothing else to wear so it's going to be taps off folks Sorry, I mean, just as well as a podcast, eh? Exactly. This is only meant to be like a 40-minute show, and we haven't even started yet. Like, where the hell did we go? <laughs> where yeah, were uh, we before well, this? Where were we? Well, I was... Uh, I was uh, anyway, my, my you're, you're knee... You're your knee. So, I need, anyway, I went long story short. I went for a tempo Friday, like a mile in. It was just... It was like... 
agony. So I thought, I'll call that. So I haven't run since Friday. Uh, it's Monday now. It's 11 weeks out from London. I'm not very sure what I'm going to do. I What I am thinking is, hmm, I do have a place at Valencia in December. We'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll back off and, and actually get it fixed. I'm, I'm obviously without a physio in, in Paris. So I've taken the opportunity to reach out to some of the Langland boys, try and find a... It was a good opportunity for me to, to learn, broaden my vocab, a kine spore. Oh, kine, like sp- kine spore is, the, is, the, is what I'm looking for. So um, we'll try and find one. And then also, I need a gym because I've, I, the best I've felt was after we were doing all those, the TRS, uh, um, the what TRS kind of conditioning, what was it called? It had a good name yeah. as well. I can't remember what it was oh, called. It was like, uh, oh, what was it? The, TRR, Christ. Can't anyway, remember. Well, it'll come back to us. and c Anyway, whatever it was. So I, I feel, anyway, so I need to get back to the gym. But obviously, the gyms are not all open or that easy to get to. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll persevere. But anyway, instead... Is this the same knee, then? Is this the, the knee mate, that's... Yeah, same knee, same problem. And I, a bit frustrating is I've, I've always, like... After I take time out, it sort of gets better and I go again. And I've never... My frustration is I don't have a go-to, like exercise i'm not like oh, i need to work on this I, I, we've always suspected it might be the glutes i'm working on the glute again at the moment but uh i've actually got i had a theory last year remember i, I said on the podcast about carbon shoes i don't think it's that because i've probably been wearing if i haven't worn a carbon plate during about two three months so i don't think it's that um i have been on the bike a lot recently and i did switch my cleats from i was riding with you know the shimano spdsls on the bottom they've got a uh, colored on the cleat and i've been using a blue one and for listeners who don't cycle the, the float in a shoe is how fixed your feet are. So it allows your feet, if you like, to rotate around a pivot on the on the pedal. I was using a blue, which I think it's got a slight float, a four-degree float. Anyway, I've gone back to yellow in the last couple of months, which is fixed. And I wonder I wonder whether that's going to be part of it. Yeah, yeah, so I did do a lot of biking in, in May, June. Anyway, um, we'll see. Anyway, so as a, ironically, I went out cycling instead on Sunday, um, uh, which was good. I actually had a very good ride. Did, Almost 90 miles around the Valley of Chevros. Holy moly. Yeah, the very good ride. ride yeah, was 90. yeah, I went out for 88 miles. So wow. uh, it was lovely. Yeah, riding. I mean, I'm, I'm really enjoying riding around uh, the sort of uh, the French countryside. If you ride, you randomly pop up through some lovely little village with a little boulangerie on the, in the center. It's, wow. it's pretty cool. Yes. Um, and we got, we got, me and my mate, we got caught up in a couple of, uh, with a couple of in groups that we got, we would catch a group and go past them. They'd respond. You end up like racing on the road, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> yes. uh, that was it. Was good actually. Anyway, I need to. I do need to get this knee fixed because I, even if I don't do London in October, I still I'm not ruling it out. But even if I don't, I would like to do the Paris half in September. Obviously, Antrim if restrictions ease and I can get over for that. Uh, I'd also like to do the French half marathon championships in national championships in, in October if I'm not in London so it's good I need to get this thing fixed because I've still got things on the calendar I'm not you know me I'm not going to go and jog around London I did that in Boston because it was Boston but uh, being in Paris I'm not going to fly around getting over to London just to to not run well so we'll see I've got the entry London is a, only a Eurostar away so I don't need to worry too much about the logistics but uh, we'll see if I can get an appointment this week and get it fixed I did try and run tonight uh, not tonight sorry um Yesterday, it's before instead of the bike, but it was it was no go. So uh, ah. I'll probably give it a couple of days, but we'll see. I'm I'm not as despondent as I, I thought I might have been. Maybe that's because I'm quite enjoying being on the bike. But I 
I do know that I will be annoyed if I'm not in shape when all these races do come back because there's, there's only track at the moment here. So I'm not, it's not like I'm, there's much going on, but I do, uh, I do need to get it fixed. So that's where I'm at. So it's going to be pretty quiet for me on the old training front the next few weeks. Um, and did you do yeah. that part then? Was that no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Well, I was actually annoyingly that was on my plan. Was I thought oh, I'll do the tempo Friday, head to the park run, and you know what's annoying with the tempo? It was like a marathon-based tempo, and I went out. And I know you can never judge a tempo in the first mile, but I felt so. I felt like I was cruising in the first mile straight marathon pace, and I thought, okay, this is going to get harder. Than, no doubt about it. But it didn't. It felt like a pretty honest place to be for marathon place. So uh, oh. frustrating. But um, anyway, and as a, as a result, I didn't decide not to go to the park run. It's, it's um, my old man actually. My mum and dad are coming to Paris in, in a few weeks' time, so I'm gonna. He's actually a bit of a horrid time with injury, but I'm hoping we'll both be able to at least get around the Paris park run. Wadi Boulogne, because it's right on our doorstep. When you come over, wow. you'll see it. it's like a mile from the house. Oh, well, I can't, I can't wait. You know, once we're, I think that, 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 that we're gonna double, double whammy it, kill two birds with one stone. Go and see Tommy and Fifi, and then uh, and then hit hit Disneyland as well as and, and and entertain Logie and Lenny. Although Lenny's probably far too young to know exactly. You know, I'm probably uh, I don't I don't even know what's going on if I was there. So a, yeah, that'll be it'll be good. I was going to say the other thing you'll need to get sorted before you come, which I did last week. Has got my second uh, second jab, and actually I um I wasn't wiped out by it, but you know it's interesting uh, sharing these things because other people may. They might want to. They may have their own reaction. Many, many listeners will already have had both theirs. But my um, the lymph nodes in my armpit absolutely swollen up. Oh really? Yeah. The next day it was like to the extent it was super tender, a little bit sore actually. Um, so I guess it's had a reaction. I googled it. It turns out some people do get that. So ah, wow. Anyway, I guess your body's responding. So I had the yeah second jab of Pfizer, and I, as I said, the cab before, and I now got my EU uh, vaccination passport, yes. so I can travel. Yes. And as I can travel around Europe as I like, and as I see on tonight, Monsieur Macron, he's uh, he's talking about the in France. I think we're gonna they're gonna introduce the, the health passport for the pass sanitaire uh, to access many things, including mass races. Wow, mass no, events. So that, that so if I want to do this Paris semi, it's good. I've got it. Um, yeah. So no, it was uh, anyway. So that's that's uh, one thing that's that's moved. I like it. I like it. Well, Tommy, well, that's it's great. Tell us about you. What, what was that? I was going to say, tell us about your training. That's more interesting. Oh, mine, mine's not. <laughs> All I do is run around laps of the track, you know, and there's nothing interesting about that at a fairly, you know, sluggish pace compared to what I used to run. Um, well, that but, is interesting because people like me, we're thinking, how on earth do you train for 100K, you nutter? So you're running around... Uh, Give us the context, because it's not your average track you're running around. You're preparing it's to not, run 100k I mean, and do laps, but you're running around a, quite an interesting circuit. It is. It's uh, so it is. A, I think it's about a 400 meter track. It's uh, it's the Grand Prix Transport Museum. So they've got an old, um, they've got an old run. Uh, you know, uh, not an old. It's been there for a while, I think. Um, but. Basically, it's it's on the it's on tarmac. It's flat as a pancake. Um, in in Africa, there's no flat sections. I mean, there's a couple of flat sections, but you know you'd have to keep turning, doing a one eighty turn, quite quite often to get that flat section. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's brilliant. It's it, I'm I'm hugely blessed to be able to run on it. Um, in 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 the run up to the hundred k, uh, it, 
obviously when you go on Strava, you know, Strava s- suggests that I run like five minute miles for 40 miles or whatever. It's, it's not quite the case. It's, uh, you know, it's like GPS inaccuracies there. So um, I have been trying to, um, you know, I, I've been trying to like just time some of my splits so that I know, you know, I, what my paces truly are. So I'm not, you know, I'm not in, in this kind of like grandeur delusions thinking I'm, I'm running a pace that I'm actually not. So that's, that's quite, quite reassuring and certainly makes me feel slightly more grounded. Um, but it's amazing how, you know, what the difference running on a flat section makes compared to just when I'm doing a tempo here, you know, just know. because of the, it's, you literally can just click on a pace and just hold it, which is great. Um, so I think, you know, I've been doing that plus I've been doing some faster kind of marathon type sessions, you know, just around about marathon pace and, um, and I've been pretty happy with it, you know, the times and how I'm feeling and things. Uh, it's been really, Afford's quite, you know, it's quite, quite warm at the moment. And, you know, I, I, I'm sure it is for everyone else. So, um, you know, I, I think I, I do go by effort rather than pace most of the time. Um, and then this weekend I did a back to back. I did 20 miles on the Saturday and then 20 miles on the Sunday. I, Wow. around about sort of target 100k pace which was good um and i ended up i actually didn't do that around the track i ended up doing it in around west hill uh i think i ran past your house tommy i did i ran did past you? the house no there was no one no one kicking so I, don't, out, I, don't so. say, I don't live in west hill <laughs> no i was in his ahead i was there uh, all right okay so, so debbie did a, a sort of tester 5k park run uh it's actually the metro parkland which um you know on the grass and trails which yeah and she yeah she was amazing you know it was her first sort of first kind of major run back and managed like 21 minutes 21 dead which you know four weeks after giving birth pretty remarkable and um so yeah she was buzzing over that and uh so i ended up just running with her and uh, you know and, and keith as well who uh who's debbie's mom's partner or husband wife is that right Debbie's mom's husband um and you should, uh, you should really know that I know I should <laughs> I'm talking so fast I don't actually think what I'm saying eh? uh so yeah so that was good so 20 miles on Saturday and then 20 miles on the Sunday it was so humid on the Sunday I was dying I so I like I did like this kind of there was there was something there was an event on at the track um so I ended up just doing this like kind of out and back but I just had my my food my drink you know just hydration set up so every few miles I would stop and have some some you know uh, kind of electrolytes and things and then crack on again but I struggled to to hold form and hold pace on the Sunday but I, all in all I'm really kind of happy where I'm going you know where I'm where I'm at in terms of my training uh, today's been quite easy so I'll get back on it uh, session Wednesday and then I'll do like a, a kind of 50k a kind of target pace on at the weekend again and, and just keep keep mowing on you know keep plowing through and and you know lo and behold we'll be we'll be at race week soon so which is on the 21st right. of august at, in mandelo racetrack in ireland um so yes yeah, it's, it's not it's, it's not too far away at all that's for sure not at all that is super interesting i'm just looking at your strava at the moment that's uh that's that's super interesting. How do you get your head so your head around these these uh, track laps in Alfred? Because the thing is, as you say, it's not an athletics track; it's a, a race circuit, and it's not it's quite elongated. Are they quite tight? Uh, are they quite tight? Those 
you find those corners quite quite tight? And, and Aye, mentally, quite tight. How, how would you do it? How many, quite, do you count the laps? The, 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 uh, what did I do? Uh, yeah, I counted the laps. So I, I kind of like split it every two laps, or every four laps, you know, so I know kind of what my mile splits are. Um, right, okay. Sometimes I would mix it between doing, you know, two laps and take my time and then know kind of roughly what my pace is. Um, I don't know if that shows up in Strava anyway, but it shows up in like my, my own watch. Oh, I yeah, I see that on your Strava. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, so that's, so that's quite good. Um, that is good, yeah. But Very consistent. The, the corners are really tight. I'm not going to lie, you know, but it's fine. You know, it's, 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 um, it's as good as I'm going to get. And, and the good thing is you can turn around the other way and, and run around the other opposite direction. So you're, you're, you're uh, kind of right. as aligned as you can be, you know? So, um, so yeah, no, other than that, I think it's, uh, I just have to, it's, it's funny, you know, cause I mean, I've been, I haven't raced for ages and, you know, I, I, I kind of, I'm itching to get racing again, but at the same time, bet, I'm, yeah. I'm not like, I'm not, you know, a hundred K, you know, what's, what's a 10, a 5k race going to do for a hundred K race. Uh, yeah. But I, you know, I think probably like a, a lot of people, it's, I'm not, I'm not worried about next month. You know, I'm not worried about the hundred K I'll do what I can and I'll train as, as much as I can. Cause it's busy, you know, it's work life balance is, is, is hugely yeah. Important now, and um, and you know, Debbie wants to make a comeback as well, and so I've, we've got to kind of work together and and try and you know, it's like we're at the moment we're we're kind of like planning what the sessions look like because you know when if Debbie's doing a session, then I've got to look after the kids and and vice versa, and um, and you know, triathlon obviously has a lot more disciplines, and you know, for her to do well, she's she's got to, um she's got to kind of do a lot more kind of work in the pool and, and cycling and running. Whereas for me running, even as an ultra runner, you, you don't need to do a huge amount, you know, compared to some of these other disciplines like triathlon and things. And there's, there's a huge variance in, in people's mileage when it comes to, you know, any discipline in running some 1500 meters runners run 80 miles a week. Some ultra runners only run 80 miles a week. So it's uh yeah it's it's in, so I think you know the the sweet spot for me is probably going to be about ninety miles a week uh with some you know good quality in the at the weekend and you know, a kind of decent quality session and you know midweek as well and that should get me through I think so um and couple that by kind of working on mobility and doing some strength and core work as well which just you know sort of twenty minutes every second day you know so it's as you can mm-hmm. see Tommy you know taps off. Those guns don't build themselves, eh? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, and you, and you still got time, and you've got five weeks, so four weeks of four weeks. I don't know what your taper plan is, but um, you know, there, there's still time to there's still fitness to find. It's funny because I'm looking ahead for that race, and I'm kind of starting to look ahead for the rest of the year because you know my my days are my years are are, are counting are counting upon me. Um, I'm I'm a masters athlete as we uh, we both are. Um, yeah. So I want to get as much bang from my buck as I can before I, I start slowing down remarkably. Um, but but yeah, I, you know, I, for me, I think I, I'm still I'm still hoping to do the Mozart 100k, which is in September. But with nice. all the, the COVID things, I'm not sure it's going to happen. Um, but if not, there's probably going to be a gap. I'll find something else in September, and then um, I'm I'm half thinking of doing the the Belfast 
I think it's called like the Belfast International 24-hour race. Oh, wow. Uh, in, in October. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Again, the only reason I'm thinking of it is because of the base fitness I'm going to gain from doing the 100K. But mm-hmm. just, I'm just curious, you know, I'm curious to see what, what I can do. You know, I might be p- pants out, who knows, but I'll... I don't, uh, I, I don't think that's uh, likely at all. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and other than that, you know, there's there's some of the races I'm organ- Space Sideway Ultra is happening at the end of August. So just getting getting that all planned and, and ready to go. So if anyone fancies an ultra, there's still some spaces. Um, there's a 37-mile original uh, from Ballandalach to Bucky. And then you've got the 100K, which is a newly formed route from Aviemore all the way to Bucky. And Tommy has run the route or part of the route, so he can certainly vouch for the, the beauty and the stunning scenery that that's uh, in, in the, the good old Speyside area, whiskey country, they say. Absolutely, yeah. I would. Uh, I have to admit, as much as I would, despite the fact I was bonking at my arse while I was running it, I was thinking, yeah, this is this would be a lovely place to run. <laughs> anyway, yeah, well, no, that's... it's amazing, and, and honestly, some of the I guess if you're everyone runs at different paces, but if you're not one, you're you're run, you're not racing hard, you're able to absorb what's going on around you. Stunning, absolutely stunning. Some of the distilleries on that trail are just fantastic. I was very, very much enjoyed the the run along there. A whiskey ultra. There's a there's a new beer mile, eh? The the new Chunder mile. The whiskey ultra. Ucha boy, that'd be. Ucha boy. That'd be a violent end to that one by the end of it. <laughs> right. Well, let's catch up on news before we head off, folks, because uh, we said it's going to be a short and sweet one, and uh, you know, I'm 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 sitting with Tommy with my taps off, and he's he's looking yeah. a little bit uncomfortable there. So. Um, so, so well, let's... let me let me start then. So the first one's an easy one. I think everyone will know about it, but it's a bit of a, a bit of a sad one. Is that Tokyo Olympics is uh, now going ahead without crowds? Um, we raised that because uh, there's a number of Scottish athletes going, and you know I, I kind of it's I think we knew that there was coming. We knew there's going to be restrictions, but I can look at like some of the athletes that we know, like you know, take a, a good example. I think something like Steph Davis, who you know what a big moment is for her. You know, uh, to go and compete someone like that, you know, she's not someone who's, who's, you know, I just think that's really heartbreaking that that that, that moment for the crowd is taken away. And it's the same, it doesn't matter, you know, Laura Muir, hopefully going to take a medal, Gemma Riki, uh, Ailish as well, all these athletes. And, and it doesn't matter, even the athletes who are, who are, who are going there and are, are, are aiming to, to make a, a, a final. And that's, that's, that's the definition of success. It's a shame that that moment is going to be slightly tainted. And I know that there's a bunch of, you know, everyone's, there's many things that are uh, worse off, but it's, it's, uh, it's tough. And it's, I think it's really difficult to feel for these athletes as much as I'm, you know, I'm, I'm envious as hell that they're going to compete in the Olympics. I'm very, I do feel for them. So that, that was a bit of sad news this week um, that I think we all expected to come. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's a, it's a it's a challenging one, and I think definitely taints the experience for for the athletes. And but at the end of the day, you know, it's uh, they're still going to be Olympians. They won't have Absolutely. the experience, but you know, not everyone's going to manage to get there again. And you just have to take it as it is, and just just suck up, you know, just like soak up, not suck up, soak up. <laughs> And on the Olympics, we will do next week's TRS is going to be a Olympic special, Olympic TRS Olympic bumper preview 
to go alongside your Athletics Weekly Tokyo preview. So we'll uh, we'll be talking everything. We'll be really previewing the Olympics. We'll be talking about the athletes. We'll talk a bit about through the games as well. Um, and we're, we've got some things on the back burner that maybe get some of the listeners a bit more involved as well. So stay tuned next week. Well, you know, talking about sort of, you know, the, these Olympians, we're going to, we're going to, you know, bring ourselves back closer to home. And, 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 you know, it's probably quite relevant for us now, Tommy, is the Masters, Scottish Athletics Masters Championships. Now, there were some amazing performances. And I'm looking at, you know, a range of, of ages and a range of, you know, different disciplines. But, uh, you know, Fiona Matheson was, was at it again. Yeah, again, you know, she, um, it, I think it was a 1500 metres British record she got. So she ran uh, 5.08. 508 to, to take the W60 British record in that event. And then we also had uh, one of our listeners of our show is uh, Mark Gallagher of Campus Lang Harriers, who, um, who ended up getting a Scottish record for the 3,000 metres steeplechase. Amazing. M50, uh, which, which he took down that record by the yeah, Jim, Jim Buchanan. Um, and also... Yeah, Jim. Jim actually got the M55 record for the DK. Uh, so yeah, they, I'm just thinking, seeing if there's any other standout performances from me. I haven't, I haven't actually looked at all the results, so you know, apologies if I haven't mentioned everyone. You know, where we just look at the main sort of news articles, news items that we see. So um, yeah, I think it would be great to see. I, I you know, I was kind of half thinking I'd love to do the Masters champs, but. You know, as an M35, I, I feel, you know, I, I still feel like I'm, I'm a senior. You know, I, I, I just don't wanna, I don't wanna, you know, call myself a Masters champion just yet. <laughs> hopefully, I probably, I say just yet. I'll, I'll, I hopefully, I'll, I'll manage to say I'm a Masters champion in, in years to come, eh? Indeed. Well, I mean, I think you, you've got, we still got time on our side. Don't, don't you worry. Um... There's, a, there's plenty of opportunity. You and I need to actually go make a pact to go to the Scottish Marathon Championships or, or at some stage and put in a, a team for the the, marathon, the Masters champs. All we need is one more old boy, either a <laughs> Team TRS or a, or Metro, we, and then we'll be we'll be laughing. Ah, oh, definitely, definitely. So what's what else do we have? What's what else has happened in the last so, kind of week well, or so? It, now on the weekend there, it was the Euro Under-23 Championships with uh, some good success from, from Scots. So Aaron Wallace, who is who's mentioned uh, many times in the show, a really exciting talent there. Aaron was running in the 1500 and took bronze uh, running in 414. So absolutely incredible. And it was, it was quite, a tight, uh, quite a tight race in the end um, with her and a, a Spaniard and an Italian. Uh, but fantastic to see Aaron running a bronze. Aaron, of course, uh, is a gifted North AC athlete, uh, coached by Andy Young. So one of the the next one of the family Young. I mean, actually, if you go on the British Athletics uh, Twitter, you'll see the you'll see a, a nice uh, video of that. Uh, Sarah Tate was in the fifth was in the women's three hundred steeple uh, and uh, three thousand steeple. Sorry, running ten oh four. So really, you know, great to. Great to see her in there. Um, and there was a couple of other Scots also running. So really good to see good to see them in there. Uh, Georgina Adam and Alicia Reese also getting through to their semis and finals, uh, semis and, and almost making the final, I should say. Um, and then we had David Melville in the 10,000, uh, running 31-11. Uh, 
which is uh, which is which is amazing. So really, the future is quite exciting. You know, we've got we're talking about these big talents going to Tokyo, but it's really nice to see the these um, the Scots at the under 23s as well. So looking forward to seeing those names. Keep remember the names because those are going to be the, the ones coming through in the next few years. I like it. I like it. So you know, talking about some of the other big names, we had. Uh, I watched most of this. Uh, was the Diamond League in Monaco? Oh, um, me. oh my God! Did you watch it? I did. Yeah. I mean, oh, it was Monaco. If you watch one Diamond League a year, it's Monaco. Oh man, man, and boy, oh boy, it, it didn't it didn't disappoint. So you know, we'll, we'll we'll keep it close to home just now. But I want a couple. I'm I'm sure we're, I'm going to mention this. You'll understand what I'm going to speak about in a minute or so. Um, but Laura Muir and uh, you know Gemma Riki, two two of our fine middle distance Scottish athletes, uh, recorded um, you know a, a Scottish the fa- British second fastest time by a British woman um, in, in one minute and fifty six seconds, which uh, you know closely behind was Gemma Riki, who also ran uh, one minute and fifty six seconds as well. It's just phenomenal. Um, but, you know, from what I understand, you know, Laura's not focusing on the 800. She's just focusing on the 1500. And I, I don't know about you, but do you, do you think she, do you think she's like, ah, oh, hold on, hold on a minute. Should I have added myself? You know, should I have re-kept myself in the game for an 8 and a 15? Or do you think she's quite in her right to to focus on the 15 and, and you know, give someone else a chance in the, the 800? What, what's your thoughts, Tommy? So I thought um, she, I think she summed up herself really well, actually, in the um, in her interview afterwards. Actually, she was saying there are lots of she. She said there are a lot of girls who can run one fifty six. Um, sorry, one fifty six. And actually, so I guess if you're going, you're there to medal, then you don't. You need to be running not you know past them, past them that. And she's run you know Scottish record, big PB. And, you know, Laura is someone who is, she's not there to make up the numbers. If I look at the world lead this year, for example, in, um, let me do that right now, uh, for that, what we today, 2021. Hey, right, right, yeah. looking for that. So, I've, well, I've, I've got them actually. So, uh, there are, so Laura is fifth this year at the, at the, um, at the, 800 globally and you know so there's there are four women who 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 have already run quick in that this year you've got Gemma Ricci, Kate Grace the American who's not going to Olympics actually ran well Keely Hodgkinson at the trials ran really well you imagine she would go again so there's a lot of talent there and I think that when you compare that to and I don't know how many races there have been in the two but you compare it to the 1500 where she's actually fourth fastest this year one of whom is Sifan Hassan whether Sifan I'm not sure Hassan is going to go 15-5 10 or there's talk of the triple. I think she's more likely to do 15 to do 510. But anyway, that that you would say she's in a she's got a better medal shot. Um and we and fair, I've got a lot of respect for going all in. So I, I think she's made a good call there. Hi. Well, well time will tell, time will tell. I'm just hoping it doesn't affect our Olympic medal predictor numbers. That's all our tally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but no, no, I was hugely impressed by that. The other thing uh, which I wasn't hugely impressed by was, uh, you know, two things really was the bell ringer. You know, how mm. does he ring the bell Shambles. two laps to go? What, what was that about? How can you do that? I didn't see some. I didn't see someone tweeting like, uh, you know, um, 
the, the, the you know the Diamond League clearly feel that the three K steeple is not an interesting event, so they're <laughs> going to spice it up by throwing a rogue bell and with eight hundred to go. Do you think uh, you know do, what? Do you, I mean, I you know I I've done track events before, but like I can't remember the guy who was in that. He was sprint finishing. It was just hard to watch. You know, you're like, oh god, oh. mate. You know, we know he's still got a lot to go. He doesn't, and you're like Jesus. But you'd have thought he would. Eat, you know. I've got I've got a little bit of sympathy for him, but I, I also think, you know, you've got to also know your your sport. You know, you've got to know how many laps are in the track you haven't run. You're a professional for God's sake. Well, I, I to that I would say I'm speaking of someone who's lost count on a 3K. And I, I remember years ago going in my wanting to go mental and I didn't because it would that would have been a dick thing to do at a club event. But I was like lead it, we were doing a club, it was just a club 3K and I was leading and I was more for a time for anything else and they didn't ring they came through and I was like I've got a lap to go and it said I had two laps to go and I was like I, I don't think this is right and then, anyway but I thought I must be wrong of course halfway through the lap I looked at my watch and thought I think I'm out anyway and then halfway halfway through the last lap they rang the bell late and I picked it up and I was annoyed I couldn't find more time but wow. I think so, so to that I think you can lose count but also because it was early it's like the I can't remember the name of the, the sort of the philosopher was it who trained his dog to on a bell um anyway it'll come to me your athletes are trained when you hit the hit the bell i think it's just an automatic you know that they're like right i've got to go and i i think that's uh yeah it's rough it really was rough it's really the the, the guy on the lap count has got one job to do that's what you <laughs> all he's got to do is count how many of times the leaders have gone through i mean it, it really is unacceptable <laughs> Oh dear. And also the was it the the, the steeplechase for the uh the girls as well, I think. Um the winner she ended yeah, up oh. she 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 it was the opposite. She actually thought, you know, the bell running the bell didn't go, but she thought she had another lap to go. Uh, Emma Coburn stumbles on the, oh. on the water jump on the last lap. Got oh him. that was that was tough too. Because she was she was um she was sub eight sub sub nine minutes for that. Yeah, I think she was well that. under her weight for that and ended up... And you, you looked at it, you know, she all, all she had to run was like a 77-second 400. Oh. It was well within her grasp and she ended up running like 90 seconds. Fiona is like the head of the Emma Coburn fan club. She is obsessed oh. with Emma Coburn. Now, one thing I'm going to say about so Emma professional. Coburn, yeah, yes and no, but why would you choose chewing gum while you're running a 3,000 meter steeplechase. Is that maybe why she fell? No, you know, I mean, this is, this is, she's, a world she's a world champion, you know, what, chewing gum. What, what, well, this is called run gum, it's called, I think. Like, what, do you know yeah. anything about, like, what run gum is meant to, to do for, for runners? Or have you heard of it? Have you tried it? I've heard of it. Uh, well, I've only heard of it because, um, what's his name? Uh, who's, what's his... Nick Simmons, the American 800 meter runner, he he was big on run gum, and I think he got, I may get, he maybe maybe it was just a transfer, and I and I got mugged thinking he did this, but I thought he got run and gun, run and gum on one on each peg, <laughs> one on each gun, sorry. So it said run gum is two arms. Uh, he used to, and that's the only thing I know it from. I didn't actually know she was a run gum athlete, but what I do know is she has chewed gum like for a long time in races, and even when she won the the world, she was chewing gum. Uh, well, I think I, I think she's incredible. I think this run gum's meant to have some sort of um, like caffeine in it or something. So I think it's like yeah, fifty milligrams of caffeine per piece. So 
Yeah, Nick, Simmons is the, Nick Simmons is the CEO and founder of it. That's why he had that must be why he promoted it so heavily. Sorry. <laughs> there we go. I didn't realize he was the founder of it. Jeez, oh. No, did I, yeah. Well, anyway, that's so folks. If any of you have tried run gum, let us know what your thoughts are. And you know, when Tommy and I are always looking for the next performance enhancement that's legal, eh? Yeah, exactly. Let's <laughs> let's get in touch to you with a fancy sponsoring tier out of it. Pavlov, Pavlov's dog. Pavlov was, the, Pavlov was the guy who, tra- who uh, trained his, uh, his dog. So yeah, oh, that was that's okay. the conditioning that, that we're in. Um, well, well, yeah. So anyway, the Diamond League was was uh, was red hot as always, and that's one thing I'm really keen to get down to actually see the Monaco Diamond League. Uh, yeah. it, it looks just I'd lo- it just looks it's always red hot. Um, I think that might be. Is that oh, there's Diamond League tomorrow night as well, and um, Gateshead. Is there? Oh, okay. Yeah, in Newcastle. Oh, right. Yeah. So uh, get that uh, from from Monaco to Gateshead, the sort of uh, the hotspot, the global hotspots of athletics. Ah, well, yeah. I, I think other than that, then you know, there's uh, no other thing on the news item we have is uh, you know, it's not it's not a local news article, but it's something that kind of links to the Olympics and perhaps links to to what people are going through when it comes to the last couple of years of, of, you know, being in a, you know, not being able to, you know, be in races and, and socialize and, you know, the, the brunt of what COVID's potentially what COVID's, you know, the impacts of, of what COVID's had, it might not even be any, anything to do with that, but Stephen Scullion, uh, the Olympian, the Irish international Olympian, he's, uh, he's not taken, He's not taking part in the Tokyo Olympics anymore due to mm. um, mental health issues. So I, I wanted to just obviously highlight that. And, and and I think what he's what he's saying is, you know, he's not in the right space, he's not in the right headspace. And um it's I think it's quite I think it's quite, you know, I think it's quite encouraging for him to come up and announce publicly why he's not yeah. wanting to to go to the Olympics and um you know, he's I, not I agree. Mind. I totally agree. I totally who, agree knows, who, who knows why? And, and I'm sure he, he'll, he'll understand what he needs to do to, to get back to that happy place he's, he calls it. Um, it exactly. But, I think it's, I'm not, you know, I was just, I thought I'd throw it on the show notes because I think he's, uh, he's, it's very brave, you know, to see, I think it's important people speak out for things like that. And uh, yeah, a lot of people don't share. Especially in the social media world, everyone only shares good news. Look how amazing I'm doing. Look how, and I'm all for positive news, don't get me wrong, but look how amazing I am. Look how amazing I am. Look at this, look at this. And for someone like that to come out and, and, and openly say, I'm struggling. And as a result, I'm actually, you know, I listened to his podcast last year. I followed him. I know you see how much this guy was was working for the Olympics, wanting to go to the Olympics. So to, to be able to, to, to feel that he's not going to that is, uh, is quite a serious uh, you know, it means he's that you know something's not right, and it's it's very brave, very brave. Um, I hope he's okay. I think that's the thing. It's a bigger, you know, discussion. It shouldn't feel you shouldn't have to feel brave to be able to, you know, say these things. Eh? And that's the kind of society we live in. It's still, you know, it's still one of those you know things that aren't talked enough about. And um, you know, and I'm sure hopefully it'll continue to be talked about more, and it won't be as uh, as hard to, to to say how you're feeling and and what you're going through so uh well all the best with Stephen anyway and hopefully he gets back to it and you know as you said you know he gets back and back in his groove and you know finds his finds his happy place as he 
calls it. So, um, so yeah, so that's, other than that, Tommy, I think, you know, we, we, we did say we're going to keep this fairly short. Um, is there anything got, else we need to talk about? Have I missed yes. anything? Or? We got one more thing. So on the weekend, it was the British Ultra Trail Championships, um, which was, saw a win for former TRS guest, friend of the show, Mel Cooper, which was very cool. So, um, yeah, very, very, uh, very pleased, very pleased for Merrill there landing a British title. Uh, I I know that the uh, we know Merrill's competed for Great Britain before. To see her get a British title is amazing. Uh, I don't know much. I know it was the Lakeland Trails 100K. I don't I don't know that course. I don't know if you know anymore, but I know she also broke the course record in 11:31. Um, and I don't even know who the men's won. When, actually, it was George Foster won the men's event. That's right. Um, so, yeah, uh, George Foster is, is your British Ultra Trail champion and Mel Cooper is the, your women's British champion. Now, Kyle, when are we going to see you line up at the British Trail, Ultra Trail champs? That's the right, no, question on everyone's lips. Well, it's you know, it's, apologies, I, I missed this one out. You know, I wasn't looking at my notes there. Um, I was going to chat about it. So, yeah, an, an awesome performance by Mel. I was actually tracking some of it because I was, you know, I was actually thinking you know i was i was 50 percent toying with the idea um a couple of months ago when when i heard it was going to be there and um but you know for, for personally for me it wasn't the right time um you know because of you know having having lenny uh and the sort of time frame for that and being able to just being away from the kids you know it's 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 a big commitment to be able to to compete at that level so I ended up not bothering going down, and I'm I'm quite glad I didn't. And but I do you do get a bit of FOMO when you you see the results and you think, ah, oh, I wish I was doing that. Um, but yeah, great run by Meryl, and and I actually was looking at the tracker, and her tracker went went off like halfway through, and I thought, oh god, I hope she's fine. And uh, you know, by the end of it, I saw uh, you know when I woke up in the morning because it started at twelve at night the race. Uh, so you know, I woke up and there she was, you know, the champion of of Britain in the, the ultra ultra trail, which uh, was, yeah, great run from her. Um, and I suppose, you know, a couple of other things in, you know, in, in the event, you know, George Foster, he's the, the second quickest guy in the Bob Graham round behind Killian Journey. So he, he's also wow. has, he's got links to the Scottish and um, I think Dundee Hockhill, Harry, Dundee Hockhill. I think he's got oh, wow. links to Scotland. I think he studied up here. So, um, so yeah, great run from him. And then you're, I'm, I'm not actually looking at any results just now, but Nick Swinburne, uh, he was in second place, followed by third place, Harry Jones, who was, uh, you know, a, a, a top class ultra runner. So the, yeah, top, top, the top three guys are top class ultra runners. Um, top two are potentially automatically selected for the world trail running champs, which is in potentially in Thailand. At the end of the year, um, and uh, yeah, Meryl Cooper was first. Joe Meek was second. Who I went to, you know, I was in the team with her a couple of years ago in Italy. So yeah, well done to Joe. Don't know who third place is. Sorry, I'm I'm just looking out of. I'm not actually looking at any notes just now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think one of the other reasons, you know, I'm just bring it back to me, Kylie. Um, was I just didn't want to invest the time to run a trial race where. You know, I'm not saying I would have gotten the, you know, gotten the team, but I just didn't want to invest the time doing 100k with 
you know the current state of you know the court the coronavirus pandemic and going to Thailand and things. I just I just don't it's actually it's actually in China. No, it's in uh, Thailand. Or it, was, it must be moved. It's in the Chinese Taipei. Oh, is it? Oh. Is it? Well, maybe, maybe that's maybe vaccination rates are slightly. Unless that's a province of uh, Malaysia <laughs> that I'm not aware of. Well, who knows? Who knows? But anyway, I, I just you know, I, for me, um, you know, I'm I'm quite happy to focus on the 100k road and and you know just see what I can do this this year and and just focus on on the the, the things that matter just now. So, uh, yeah. So there you go, Tommy. That's um, that's that, that's the ultra trail race. Eh? So, that is uh, very good. So yeah, that's uh, that's a cool result. So uh, I'm I'm always impressed by Meryl. I think that she is one of the she you know I would say my my favorite athlete in the northeast of, is of course my wife who inspires me greatly all her successes and, and whatnot. But I, I just think like uh, when you look locally, I, I think that Meryl Cooper is is underrated locally. You know uh, you know British champion. You know she's done. She I was really impressed when she ran at the that race um, recently where. We called it out. Some it was a result. Ultra X, Ultra X, yeah. And she seems to just deliver. Uh, you yeah. know, she seems to deliver, and I'm all, I'm very I'm always very impressed when I see results. So well done, Meryl. Yeah, fantastic. Well done. So, well, Tommy, I'm I'm you know I'm getting a bit cold now. The the temperatures dropping. The nights are getting are closing in here. I can't uh, believe you didn't just say, hold on, hold on a minute, but I can get a shirt. I'm, I'm I love that. He's just, he's just a desperation not to, to edit and do it. Well, listeners, we don't do exactly. One, one take, that's how we roll at TRS. Exactly. You say, you put the words straight into my mouth. We don't edit this pod, podcast. And, and, and it probably proved, you can probably tell that we don't edit it, but that's that's the way that's the way the cookie crumbles, eh? Yeah, um, exactly, yeah. You get what you pay for, which is, <laughs> which is, which is, which is deadly squat. Speaking of but, which, what you paid for, we have moved. All, the shorts are coming. We've been so Carl and I've been changing the battle between us every couple of weeks on who's pushing it. Carl's pushing at the moment. Where it's coming. It's coming. Unlike it's coming home. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming home. <laughs> is that is it too soon to say that? No. Yeah. No. I, I, mean, I think it's, 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 it's a less than twenty-four hours. Have, less than twenty-four hours have passed. So it's, it's TRS. It's not a T. You know, it's 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 a, it's a Scottish podcast. You can, I think, you're fine to say that. Eh? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, it's we're getting folks. <laughs> Short coming home. <laughs> oh dear. The, the, yeah, these shots are going to be dynamite, folks. Eh. No, I've already done a run with them there. Oh, they're super fast, super fast. Carbon plated gusset. Carbon plated, carbon plated gusset. <laughs> you wipe clean as well. Beautiful. Yeah. Stain proof gusset. You don't need to wash them. Just wipe them. Exactly. So stay tuned for that. Um, otherwise, yeah, as always, you want to get in touch with us, please yeah. do. TarnRunningShorts.gmail.com, Facebook at TarnRunningShorts, Instagram at TarnRunningShorts, and Twitter at TarnShorts. Um, so yeah, please, we're, we're, as we said last week, we're back. Let us know what you want to hear about. Let us know who you want to hear from. We're starting to, we're having a bit of a brainstorm beforehand of, of who we're going to try and line up. So um, yeah, and let us know how your races are going. Great to see the likes of Mark Gallagher, uh, you know, friends of the show running so well. So yeah, well done. Fantastic. Well, thanks for listening to the TRS podcast, season two, episode, no, season two, episode two. <laughs> episode 148 where there's no way 
There's no way we're going to remember that. <laughs> we confuse everyone, right? <laughs> anyway, right, well, I'm going to clean myself up. Uh, I'm stinking of hard seltzer, dark cherry juice, so, you know, oh, I, I'm, I'm going to explain, I'm going to have to explain why my tap's off uh, as I come out yeah. of this room just now, so that we'll see how that goes. Um, but anyway, I better go, and, uh, you know, before I go, here is a fantastic Ali McIver to, to, to sing it asleep.